Worshipping is stopping. As of tonight, the Catholic Church in England and Wales will suspend masses, instead broadcasting them online. The Church made similar announcements in Scotland and Ireland in the last few days. The Church of England suspended all services until further notice, as have the Methodist Church and uh, the Chief Rabbi has done the same. The Muslim Council of Britain has advised British mosques to suspend all congregational activity, including Friday prayers. Well, I spoke to the most senior Catholic in the country earlier, the Archbishop of Westminster, Cardinal Vincent Nichols. Uh, I asked him if he'd given way to despair at times, as uh, as most of us have at some stage during this week. And he made it clear he, he sort of really struggled at times. He's had an unbelievable week. Once or twice, I've, I've found this week extremely difficult, extremely disorienting especially from Monday evening. And just to think of the way the fabric of how we live together is just being put apart and we're going to have to dig deep to find the resources that we need in order to get through these coming months. Despair, no, because, you know, I really do believe in human nature and human nature strengthened by the grace of God. We'll we'll do it. We'll do it. But we have some tough days ahead and we have some important lessons to learn. So do you really believe in the inherent goodness of human nature? A, a friend of mine, quite an eminent Roman Catholic as it happens, was saying to me the other day, look, if we're relying on human nature here, I fear for us because everybody will just look after their own, they will fight to protect their own and, you know, we could all go to hell in a handcart to coin a phrase. Do you, do you feel the opposite is true? I think there's a battle always within our nature, within every single one of us. There's an ancient saying that says the heart is a great place, a huge place, and there's demons and angels there. Now, what I think is, as we enter this time of uh, isolation, this time of social distancing, then our inner world gets bigger and more important. And that battle, that struggle, to bring the best out of us is very, very important. And people can succumb to real selfishness. We see that on the aisles of the supermarkets, but we also see immense generosity and sacrifice. And, you know, that's the issue. And that, for me, is where we have to dig deep into our life as understood for centuries. You know, two millennium, we've understood at least two that we live and move and have our being in God. And when we reach that level, then we find that the kind of rock, the hard place we're in, just breaks open a bit and it gives us some living water. So we've got to find those sources of inspiration. There can be many. Some people will do it out of sheer love for their neighbour. Some people will be moved by beauty. Some people, many, many people will find this a time when they turn to God, and that means pray. Uh, I mean, on that, you know, as somebody who's sort of very sort of pro-faith and a sort of a public Catholic, so to speak, you know, I do get people in my own family saying to me, so, you know, where's your God now? What kind of God does this? Now, I know it's a fatuous question, but it's a question people without faith or sceptics are entitled to ask. Now, when, when somebody asks me that question, I go, I don't know, you'll have to ask a cardinal or something, or even the Pope. OK, well, now I've got a cardinal, so I'm asking you, what answer do I give? Well, I mean, the classic answer is God in his goodness chose to give us free will. And he chose to give us free will so that we could freely make 
good choices in life, including the choice to love one another and to love God. But when you give people freedom, they make mistakes, they get things wrong. They might begin to think they can do everything. Everything depends on me. I am the center of the world. But we know and times like this show us that there are limits to what we can do. And we have to learn humility and we have to learn reliance on one another. And we have to use our very best talents to get through this, which has come before us right in the face. And that's why it's so remarkable, I think, to see the scientists, to see the doctors, to see the nurses, the way they are using the very best of their ability to find the rational and the scientific answers. And we have to use the best of our abilities to dig into the, the spiritual power that is there for us. And we neglect that at our peril. You know, there's a lovely phrase that the human spirit soars on two wings, on reason and on faith. And we need both of them now to get us through this very, very difficult time. But to, to tap into that, a lot of Catholics, including you know, a, a very senior, uh, a very senior person in the Catholic Church in Scotland, the tablet newspaper, seen a letter from him that says, "I personally don't accept the decision. I never thought it would be mandated that public mass would be suspended like this, when the mass is the greatest gift and remedy for ill that we have to offer our people as a Catholic Church." You know, so. What what are your thoughts on that? You'd understand where he's coming from. It's heartbreaking, frankly, and never ever did I think I would be in a position to have a to have to take a part in the decision that we've taken. But I am quite sure it is the right thing, because we have a solemn duty not to put other people's health and life at risk, and to play our part in a huge national endeavour. But I think I'd like to say one thing very clearly. Mass is not suspended. The Mass will be celebrated every day in all of our churches. And there's a deep part of Catholic understanding is that the Mass is always the prayer of the whole church and for the whole church and the world, whether anybody else is there or not. There's a wonderful story of a Vietnamese archbishop who never got out of solitary confinement, I think in his 30 years of ministry, he was always in solitary confinement in prison throughout his years as a bishop. But he celebrated Mass, he prayed, he talked to his captors, he sent out messages. Actually, he wrote them on toilet roll. There's plenty of that around. He wrote the messages on toilet rolls and sent them out. And he ministered, he lived his life of faith from a position of solitary confinement. So we have resources and we have to remember that that sacrifice of the Mass is offered every day and more and more people will be able to link into it through on-stream and all the other advantages that technology brings us. But you know, I look around me at Mass and, and I, I see people who you know, who, who won't be, you know, who don't look internet savvy to me, you know, and I'm not, I'm not being ageist there. You know, it's, it's those I worry about who, who would probably need and want it more than most. I agree. I agree. And therefore, I've got to appeal to people to make sure that their parents or their older people suddenly, you know, click into this. A good friend of mine has bought uh, a tab, uh, uh, an Apple, you know, uh, uh, an iPad. Yeah. 
for his mother. She's never, ever had one before. But I'll tell you, within three or four days, she'll know how it works because okay. she wants to see her grandchildren. Right. Well, she who, wants to join in the mass. Well, whoever's, whoever's people taught, will learn yeah. quickly. Whoever's taught her to do it, can you give me their number so I can send them to my parents' house? Because I've been trying for about five years on that front and uh, Adrian, with, with, without, without success. All right, they'll move quickly now, I'm sure. Okay. I'm sure they will. So, send them a tablet yeah. through Apple and get it going. The... What's important to me, I ask sort of selfishly here, is that okay? If mass can't happen formally, i.e., with everyone in attendance, and I take your point that it's it's happening anyway. But are churches still going to be open? Are you still? Are we still going to be? Are we still going to be at liberty just to go and sit there? I I have said all our churches will remain open. I have said they're important places for recollection, for prayer, for getting a bit of poise and stability back in our lives. I have said, I've asked the churches to have the Blessed Sacrament there on the altar as a focal point of prayer. When people go in, they will observe social distancing. They'll keep apart. But please go into the churches, whether you're used to it or not, just go in, sit quietly and understand that your life is lived before God and God is there to give us the inner strength, the tap water, the water, so that we can keep going in this arid and difficult time. And I mean, I, I'm sure, I would hope you're not being allowed out to do your own shopping, but you, you'll understand it's, it's kind of human nature protecting your own. There's all sorts of complex things go into the apparently totally selfish act of panic buying. I mean, you yes. might think, I need to stock up so I can look after my family, so I can help my neighbours. You know, yes. it's, it's terribly difficult to get a handle on. Yeah, and that's why I do think the big supermarkets are right. First of all, to close during the night so they can fill their shelves without being raided, as it were. And secondly, so that they can regulate the sales a bit. And I think they're right to say to people, look, we're here tomorrow, we're not disappearing take what you need and leave some for others. It was very, very upsetting to hear about that nurse who'd come off duty helping people who were sick and there's nothing in her supermarket. I mean, you know, that's, that's terrible. We have to think of other people and buy what we need and then wait for the next day. It won't, this thing won't go away. The goods won't go away and we'll be able to manage. Do you know, uh, one of the things that fascinates me in, is... In a church like the Catholic Church, there are people who live in self-isolation all the time by choice. These are the religious women and the men in the monasteries. Now, they give us some important lessons. They say, what you need most of all is a routine in your day. Live a regular life. Get up at the same time. Go to bed at the same time. Have periods in the day where you do different things. Agree on these things as a family and build into the day quiet time maybe after the kids have gone to bed, but build in a quiet time where you can just sit in a deep silence. You might sleep, you might read a book, you might pray, but we need to put a different kind of structure into our lives as we live more in a more isolated way. And another thing, people who are working from home, stop working at the end of the working day. Don't let it flood into the whole day because your office is suddenly next to your bedroom or in your bedroom. We've got to put shape into our lives if we're going to survive three months or more of comparative isolation. It's possible. Lots of people do it 
and they do it for creative reasons so that their inner life flowers more. So my advice is to follow those that ancient wisdom, put a good shape to your day, stick to it, and make sure there's times of peace and quiet shared among you. I mean, the Pope you know, has said that you know, we all need to live simpler. Well, in a way, that is now what's being forced upon us. And in living simpler, we're going to put lots of people out of work, is the truth, because you don't go out, you don't go and eat out, you don't go to pubs, you don't, you don't buy stuff apart from the odd spate of panic buying. Living simpler has its price, but, you know, it, it, it might have its benefits too, I, I don't know. Well, I think we're going to discover a lot in these days. We're going to discover a lot. And I do think, I, I feel deeply for the publican across the road, I can see his pub out my window now, you know, the lights were off yesterday and the pubs really ought to be shut. It's not right that, you know, people continue like other places last night in London. The pubs were full. Now, that's foolish. It's wrong. It's putting everything to jeopardy. And if that goes on, I've no doubt they'll be forced to shut. But I feel for the guy across the road. His lights were out yesterday evening. He's sitting upstairs and he's probably just watching his debts rise. So we really have these down-to-earth problems that we have to try and struggle with. And I think, you know, from what we listened to the news bulletins, the government's trying to get this act together. It's a real challenge. But the yearning for pubs, I mean, it's not about alcohol necessarily. No, it's, it's about, not, no, it's about no. the human need for social congress. And, it, you know, it's really important people find a way of doing that in pubs or out of pubs, let's say out of pubs for the time being, where you can talk, you can speak, you can be together and feel each other's sort of emotional warmth, you know, yep. w w without infecting each other. You know, there, there's, yep. there's, we, there, we need guidance on that, surely. We do, we do, and I think it it is important that we do look after, as it were, that inner health, that people like to call it mental health, but it's deeper than just the mind. But it is our whole health. And again, we're, I'm sure the phones will be used a lot more. My ministry will come down much more to phones, to videos, to this kind of thing, to responding to emails. And, and that's the way I have to keep in trust in touch and encourage the you know 350 priests in this diocese who will be not sure what to do their pattern of ministry is gone uh, and that's why we give our lives to to the church to do that ministry so we have got a lot to learn and you put your finger on it we have to find ways not just of surviving ourselves but of helping each other to find something creative out of all of this we are inventive people and we will find ways that maybe the technology will help a great deal. Everybody knows how to use the phone. Everybody knows how to use the internet for the most part. And these are things that are going to be a great help for us. And imagine how much worse it would be if we didn't have the gift of all this technology to use now today. The, what about you in terms of social distancing? You must, you must have a three-metre exclusion zone around yourself <laughs> being a, a cardinal, I would have thought. Well, I don't, I don't suppose if I get infected, it'll be any different to anybody else's experience. But I'll be careful. I will do what I'm told. I will you know, observe the norms that we're given. I trust the science. I trust those leaders who are, who are making these decisions and creating the predictions as well. But I won't, that's not all I will do. I will do additional things that will, I think bring into me and I hope in the lives of other people a kind of a new depth 
a new reliance, a new turning to the spiritual, to the things of God. Because, you know, people survive on their faith as well as on their reason. And we have to open up those doors of faith again so that we can be filled with all the things that we need, the counter to selfishness, the counter to despair, the counter to being absolutely isolated. We are of one family created by one God who binds us together in ways beyond the obvious. And we'll find those ways yeah. a bit more in these I mean, days to come. That's going to be difficult to see. It's if, going to if be you, difficult. If you've got a fact, you've got, you can't put food on your kid's table. You're what you're an Uber driver or something. There's no work for you. You know, you can't, you can't feed your kids. Then how are you supposed to believe that? How are you supposed to believe sort of properly? I mean, there's, there's no lens people won't go to to feed their loved ones. And, and that's why, you know, one thing that's happened, I haven't been pleased to see it, but it's been effective, is that there are networks of deposits of food, food banks where people can go and they will work. And in, in every message I've sent to our churches, I've said, please be generous. Please make an extra effort to put stuff, put um, long life foods, you know, um, lasting yeah. foods into the food banks and they'll be available for people as a desperate measure. And, you know, over these last year, I mean, to, to sit and talk to people who work in the food banks and just to say how important it is, not just the food, but the contact. And over the summer and into this term, some of our food banks, they've been buying slow cookers for people. Mm and say, look, here's how you make the most of the food you have got. And, and there's all sorts of ways of being a bit more resilient in the way we, we use food. But the help is there in many, many places. And if anybody's desperate, go to the local church. Go and find out where the nearest food bank is. Don't be ashamed. This is important, and people want to help. And that's a very practical way in which they can and do help, and that help is there. Okay, now... I'll just one more question, and as a cardinal, you have to answer this truthfully. Have you worried at all? Have you given any headspace to what's going to happen with Liverpool, being an avid Liverpool fan? I know it's wrong in the current circumstances to give your mind to such trivia, but you, you must, it must have crossed your mind. Uh, above the door going into my office, I have a Liverpool football shirt, and it has number 11 on it and some signatures from one of the old teams. And they gave it to me because I'm the 11th Archbishop of Westminster. So this is important to me in, in that other sphere of life. Um, the, the title is Liverpool's. It's, yeah. it's beyond doubt whether these last games are played. They've got to find a way. And I'll tell you, the people of Liverpool will find a way of celebrating as well. Right, OK. So you think that's God's will, that we can't possibly scrap this season? <laughs> I don't care whether they scrap it or not, but they've got to give Liverpool the, 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 the premiership. OK, listen, uh, nice talking to you. God bless you. Thank Thanks you. very much.